Welcome, everyone, to the FBL Juice Roundup Show! On today's show, we look at the three highs and lows of the weekend, my FPL team, a Liverpool juicer gives us his lowdown on his team, stats of the week, Everton have started strongly this season have some nicely priced assets, our Everton juicer tells us more. We have Ray talking to us all things Arsenal and how he sees Odegaard fitting in, and we round up with the latest transfer gossip. Another strong game week with an average game week score of 56 points. What a start to the season. Before we get into my team, let's look at the three highs and three lows of the weekend. The highs. At number three, Virgil van Dijk has not lost in any of his 48 Premiership home games for Liverpool, with only Lee Sharp ahead of him on 59. Number two, nine years and 360 days after making his Chelsea debut, Romelu Lukaku finally scored his first goal for the club. And number one, Mikel Antonio scored a brace against Leicester to become West Ham's all-time leading premiership scorer. West Ham are top of the table. We do live in strange times. On to the lows. Number three, Callum Wilson owners must be furious after he missed the target when clean through on goal. Time to say goodbye. Number two, Deli Ali scored for Spurs. Well done, but that hair, seriously? And number one, Arsenal have been playing in England's top four tiers for 118 years. This is the first time they've started the season with two defeats and no goals. So that's all from our highs and lows. Now let's move on to my team. Now I told you last week about Fantasy Football Fix, and if you want to join them, put in the juice code JUICE. 65 and get a whopping 65% off the price. Now, they recommended that if I switch Sufal for Rafinha, that I'd get more points. So, how did that work out? Rafinha outscored Sufal, which is exactly what Fantasy Football Fix predicted. So here's a look at my team. Shaw got me four points, a nice two point bonus for a 1 1 draw. Trent, 12 points, and Shimakas, 11 points. Great assist from him. Rafinha, seven, with a whopping great goal against Everton. Bruno got me one point. Barnes, two. Salah, my captain, at six. Ings got me eight points. Antonio was brilliant with his 16 pointer. And Tony got me two. Overall, 75 points. Really happy with my start to the season. Couple of things I'm going to be looking at with my team now heading into game week three. Now, I have two transfers, but I've already made one. I've taken out Ben White for Tino Liveramento from Southampton. Now that gives me an extra 0.5. So I have one million in the bank. Harvey Barnes. Now, I'm going to keep him because he's got Norwich this week. And I'm going to see how he does. But I am itching to look at Ben Rama with the way he's been performing this season. Tony will get another game week for me as well, because he did look quite threatening against Crystal Palace, so one more game for him. So I think I'm going to roll over my second transfer. So I have two transfers to have over the dreaded international break. Now, interestingly, Fantasy Football Fix are recommending that I captain Antonio over Bruno. Now, I did a Twitter poll, and interestingly enough, 67% of the community said to me, to go with Antonio. Now, it makes sense, and it's something for me to think about, but I'm always worried about his dodgy hamstring. So, things for me to think about. Captain Antonio, do I keep Harvey Barnes for the Norwich game? We'll see as I get closer to the weekend. Let me know in the comments below. Next, Liverpool had their first game of the season at home, and the fans were back in full voice.
a superb video from a friend of the show, Chris Irvine. Now, staying with Liverpool, we have a new juicer. Let's see what he thinks of Liverpool and whether Shimikas will start against Chelsea. Hi there, my name's Mo, Trophy FPL, if you know me on Twitter. I'm going to give you a quick run through all things FPL slash LFC. The first and most important point, I think, for regarding FPL is uh, Timikas. Is he starting this weekend? I'm going to say yes. I think he's going to keep his place. He's played really, really well in the first two games. And I know Liverpool have been fortunate to keep uh, two clean sheets, but I think he's done his bit and he's done an excellent job debitising for Robbo. We know Robbo is fit and it won't be long before he comes into the squad. We know he's the best left back in the world. He will be in the squad soon, but I think the opportunity to integrate him back in is going to be an international break. That's, that's my take. Next point is going to be Jota. Now, we know a lot of people in FPL have him. He's done really well, actually. He's a pretty clinical player. Is he going to start versus Chelsea? This one's a bit more difficult, I think. Um, Chelsea title challenge is very strong. I think Firmino brings the solidness to the midfield, to be honest. He knows when to tuck in and um, overload numbers there. On that, I think he's going to start this one. If I had to make a choice now, I think he's going to start this one. I think Jota might have to, to, to ride it out on the bench for this one. He'll be involved, no doubt. He'll come on. And to be honest, he'll mostly come on and get a goal. He's that clinical. He's that dangerous. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to start. The third point is going to be regarding Liverpool's midfield. Now, we know Fabinho didn't start last week because obviously the passing of his father. I think he's in contention this week. In fact, I'd almost say he's a shoo-in against Chelsea. He, he, he's outstanding and gives Liverpool another dimension when he's playing. So I think he's in. I think the captain's going to be in, which leaves one more spot, which we know Cater's played really well. We know Ox has done not bad as well. and But I think Thiago, it's between Thiago and Keita for that position. Now, again, very difficult to anticipate what Klopp's going to go for. If I had to choose right now, I'm going to go with his Hendo, Fabino and um, Keita. I think Keita's done, he's had a good start to the season. I think he's going to keep his place. All right. What I will add to this, as a side note, we know with uh, Liverpool, team news tends to tends to leak. Murmurs start coming out of the camp closer to the deadline. So unless FPL value is, is is hurting you and you really need to make a move, I'd say wait, and you'll more than likely get get a real good idea of who's going to start, who's not going to start, saving you, you know, a wasted transfer. Great, thanks. Start of the week from FPL Goat, Burnley's last five home games. They've lost 2-1 to Brighton. They've lost... 3-0 to Liverpool, they've lost 4-0 to Leeds, 2-1 to West Ham and 2-1 to Newcastle. A field day for Rafinha and Bamford? Something to think about if you don't have any Leeds assets. Moving on, Everton have had a strong start to the season and some new players have come onto the radar. Decore, Gray, are they worth looking at? Let's find out from our Everton juicer. That's right. Loving the roundup show as always. Um, let's talk Damari Gray and Decore from Everton. We'll start with Decore. Uh, reality is he, he will play every week if he's fit um, but if you look at his past record uh, both last season at Everton and from Watford he's not a guy that's going to chip in with with great FPL points in my opinion um, he did score that uh, wonder goal on the opening day of the season however he, he doesn't have a great track record of goal scoring or assists and the way Rafa Benitez has us set up this season a majority of our assists are going to come from out wide which is why Damari Gray in my opinion, is looking at looking great value at five and a half million. Uh, chipped in with a goal against Leeds. Uh, he is looking very exciting down the flanks. Um, and, and our tactics underneath are obviously very clear. We have two very strong 
centre forwards in the air in Richarlison and DCL. Um, and and the aim of the game is is get to the byline and and, and give those guys uh, the opportunity to to score in the middle. Um, so I think I will be looking very closely uh, at Harvey Barnes, um, who's in my team at the moment. Uh, I might be tempted to swap him out for Gray to free up some funds um, to strengthen strengthen elsewhere. Uh, all right, mate, back to you. Interesting take. Gray looks a bargain at 5.5 million and he's on fire. He's definitely on my watch list and I'm going to see how he does against Brighton. Now, Arsenal, they've had a tough start to the season and he only gets worse with Man City at the weekend. But they've made some big signings. In Martin Odegaard, let's hear how he fits into the new Arsenal setup from our juicer, Ray. Hi, Jay. Uh, regarding uh, Odegaard signing, first of all, I think it's very good for Arsenal. I think he showed good signs last season and uh, definitely helped us with uh, a bit more expression tactically on the offensive line. I think he'll play as a number 10 and I think Smith Rowe will move to the left as he did to end last season. I mean, he can cut in more from that left side, allowing decoy runs outside him with Tierney. Now, with Tierney likely to miss the Man City game, I expect Tavares to play over there. And he is a very, very offensive player. So I wouldn't be surprised if Smithrow plays down the left, cuts in, and then the decoy runs will happen from uh, Tavares. In regards to the right side, I think Saka and Pepe are going to battle that out. Personally, I'd go with Saka. I think Pepe is still flatters to deceive a bit. He either has an 8 out of 10 game or is just completely lost. Aubameyang will play up front, definitely. If you're asking me who the better asset is out of Smithrow and uh, Erdegaard, considering that they're the same price, I'll probably go with Erdegaard because I think he will start to uh, get more finished um, numbers in regards to goals and assists. And I think he will have a spot really in the number 10 role, uh, considering he's captain of Norway. Uh, he's the player we've wanted this whole summer, really, even when we're linked with the likes of Awar, Madison and players of that ilk. I think Erdegaard will play pretty much every single game if he's fit. So if you ask me, gun to the head, who would I pick as an FPL asset out of ESR and Erdegaard, I'd go with Erdegaard. Thanks, Ray. Interesting that Smith Rowe's going to keep his place. So that's good news for anyone that has him in his team. But if you're going to go for Saka, just be mindful that he might be rotated on the right hand side. Now, let's look at the latest transfer news. West Ham are close to agreeing a 25 million deal for Kurt Azuma. And rumours persist that Jesse Lingard will still join. Kane is staying at Spurs! Thank God, I'm so bored of that. Man City might be planning to move for Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you really see that happening? Burnley have had a £15 million offer accepted for Max Cornet. Our Burnley juicer, FPL Arnold, tells us more. Hi everyone, hope you're all well. Um, my name's Sean, otherwise known as FPL Arnold. And in this quick video, I just want to give you a quick transfer update on a potential new signing for Burnley. Um, so it's looking like the fee has been agreed. We're just waiting for, for confirmation that personal terms have been agreed. Hopefully, apparently, um, the deal's been done as we speak in Manchester. It's for Maxwell Cornet. Um, so we're looking at around £15 million from Leon, uh, probably equaling our, our, our transfer um uh, fee and a really exciting one, a bit of a departure as well from from a usual Burnley transfer out of Sean Dash's 22-man squad. Only four were born outside the UK, so this would have a bit more of an international uh, feel to it, and a really exciting one, I think, for all Burnley fans. And um, the consensus seems to be that um, Maxwell Cornet will will fit into our midfield, perhaps the right-hand side where we maybe need a little bit of strengthening. Um, but it's worth remembering that he's also primarily been a left-back in the past as well as a left-sided midfielder um, and he's predominantly left-footed. So what we might see is perhaps it inverted where he's on the right uh, of midfield or perhaps on the left and, and Dwight swaps over. 
Um, so again, really interesting to see. Does have an eye for goal. Um, he has scored four goals in three games against Man City. Um, so he's certainly got an eye for goal against, against bigger teams and, and having done that in the Champions League. From an FPL perspective, I think he's, he's, he's a quintessential wait and see. Um, I think he may start life on the bench until he's had time to adjust and then brought in slowly. Um, I think he might be priced around the 5.5 mark, um, maybe the same as someone like Good Munson, maybe six, same as Dwight McNeil, um, but I don't see much more than that. I think the real upside here could be if Burnley strengthen that midfield, strengthen the wide position, strengthen the supply to the, the, the two strikers, up front, I think that could be a real benefit, certainly for Chris Wood, who I still think at £7 million is, is the uh, probably the best Burnley asset. Um, and I think once he gets that first goal, he will absolutely then go on that run um, and start getting the, the 10, 12, 15 goals a season that we've been you know, fortunate to get from him for the last few years. Um, so that's it for me, really. Just want to give you that quick update. Um, you can follow me at FPL underscore Arnold. Um, don't forget to go over to FPL Juice. Give those guys a follow and you can catch their show every Tuesday night on YouTube at 8.30. So go over there, give those guys a like and a follow uh, or a subscribe. But that's been it for me. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Thank you, FPL Arnold. That's all for the show for this week. Make sure you catch the live shows every Tuesday at 8pm, followed by the Juice Bar. And our juicers will be posting daily videos about their teams. Have a good week and have a good game week four.